the last word on business on Today FM. Ian Guider from the Business Post joins us. Ian, have you seen your electricity bills fall by about two thirds since mid 2021? No, Matt, and I'd like to know why it isn't falling, because the electricity market is seeing a big decrease in prices at wholesale level, as is other parts of the energy market. So gas prices are down. According to the CSO, there has been a drop of 64% in wholesale electricity prices since last July. Gas prices are down by around 23%. And what the CSO are pointing out to as well, if you take these annual decreases in wholesale electricity and gas prices, it actually puts them back at where they would have been in mid-2021, yet we haven't seen any of that feed through into what you and I get in our bills. Now, the energy companies themselves, Matt, and we're primarily talking about the ESB in Ireland, it is the largest, the most profitable, made about €850 million last year in profits. It has always maintained that, look, we can't just pass on these drops right away. When we buy our own fuel, we have to import some fuel into this country. When we buy it, we were buying it at forward prices back when the war in Ukraine broke out. So they would have been buying it, say, for a year in advance. And that that time, prices would have been much higher. But Matt, on wholesale prices across the board now, and it's been consistent since the back end of last year, prices have not just come down, they've plunged. A lot of these forward contracts, Matt, are only for about one year. So if you're hedging in any of these companies, you're only really buying it for one year in advance. So they should be rolling out of all of these contracts in the a number of months ago, and they certainly should be seeing those drops passing on to consumers. Uh, sorry, so they, Ian, have we seen any evidence of those so-called hedging contracts and forward contracts? We keep getting told that's the situation, but has anyone actually seen the proof in these contracts, particularly the regulator? I don't know what the regulators see, Matt, but certainly we haven't seen it, and neither has any Oireachtas committee, because we have had some TDs calling for ESB executives in particular to come in and explain them. And they might turn around and say, well, look, we're a commercial semi-state company. We can't reveal our books. But if you go to Ryanair, Matt, it buys quite a lot of oil in advance, and it tells shareholders every three months what they pay for it in the futures market. So if it's good enough for Michael O'Leary, it should be good enough for a company owned by tax payers to come out and explain what exactly it was buying fuel at last year and what it's buying it at now and when we can expect prices to come down. I know the government have talked about taxing these super profits by the energy companies. Matt, that legislation is only going through the Oireachtas. They're still not taxing the ESB or anybody else on these windfall profits. And that's just not good enough, given how much electricity and gas bills have been for many people over the last 12 months. The average bill in Ireland for electricity, Matt, I gave that figure yesterday when we had that new energy company being launched. They put the average bill for electricity at around €1,800 per year. So you could see what a drop, Matt, of around two-thirds in the price of wholesale markets would mean if that was passed on to consumers out there. Okay, tell us how the boss of CRH, Albert Manifold, has come to the attention of the British media. Well, there was a report put out today in the UK by an organisation called the High Pay Centre, and they've been tracking the pay of the 
bosses of the biggest 100 companies listed on the London Stock Exchange, CRH, based in Dublin, but its shares traded up until a few weeks ago as part of the FTSE 100. And Albert Manifold, its chief executive, the pay was disclosed earlier on this year, he earned £10.4 million sterling. He is the third highest paid chief executive of a company whose shares trade in London, he's just behind the chief executive of BAE Systems, the big defence company, whose boss was paid £10.7 million, but also just behind the head of AstraZeneca, who was paid £15.3 million. And the reason these figures are getting a lot of attention is because all of those executives of those 100 companies, they saw their average pay increase by around 16% last 16% year. 16%? Even that's ahead of the rate of inflation? Which is well above the rate of inflation and well above the pay rises many of the workers of these companies would have agreed. I'd imagine there are very few people working for these companies who would have got a double-digit increase. And the question is, are they worth it or were they profiting, profiting on the back of many things that were happening last year? And the pay, the median pay for these bosses, Matt, 118 times that what the average worker was getting, and that figure had increased. Now, I've argued this with you before, that there are people who run these companies who are a cut above the rest. They have the X factor. They are making a lot of profits, and they're very good at what they do, and they could make more money elsewhere, because while we might consider the pay of these bosses to be excessive or extremely high, if you went to America to run any big company listed on the stock exchange in America, you'd actually make a multiple of that figure. So the pay looks compared to some, some other people, a little bit restrained. And I will point out, Matt, is if you watch the Premier League game over the weekend, <laughs> how, many, how many footballers, Matt, would have been on any of these salaries? Some of them playing for teams that are just not worth it. And what, what do they add to society? I see there's another Irishman very near the top of the list, Bernard Looney at BP, the oil company. He got over 10 million quid last year. Uh, And yet, for all the giving out we give about the housing crisis here in Ireland and the high cost of living, why is it that Ireland remains a top destination for overseas workers? Yeah, these are figures put out today by Indeed, the online recruitment company. And they were looking for, well, where are all the job searches coming from? Now, obviously, if it's in Ireland, most of the people are looking at Indeed and their Irish workers looking to move to other companies in Ireland. But they did find that a lot of the searches, around 11% of the searches for jobs in Ireland, came from outside the country. And if you look at it across Europe, where Indeed operates, we were the third most popular destination in Europe. Now, a lot of the jobs, Matt, were in healthcare and care assistance. So we obviously have to take in a lot of workers into these sectors. But software developers, they were looking at coming to Ireland. And you'd think, given the housing crisis in Ireland, Matt, has made fun, has made headlines around the world. There was a big piece about it in the Financial Times recently. When you look at all the stories about the attacks on tourists that have made headlines around the world in the last couple of months, it shows that for all of that, there are jobs available in Ireland that are well paid and people are overlooking some of the other things and want to move here. Thank you very much, Ian Guider. The last word on business on Today FM.